0: This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit iCrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia-related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long.
1: Previously on The Toys R Us Report. Hello I see robots. It is me, AB Silver.
2: Do you remember me? Because I remember you. Oh my god, he's alive.
3: And now, the story continues.
2: Yes, Iceberg.
1: I am alive. No thanks to the two of you.
4: What's that supposed to mean? We saw you get blown to bits when you took off in our only shuttle, and we scanned the area looking for any kind of remains, and...
1: That is not true at all. I floated in space for three hours before the space pirates found me.
4: We scanned the area the best that we could. We saw no signs of anything, and plus, you took our ship, so even if we did find you, we wouldn't be able to go get you.
2: Please, please... Do not argue. This is a miracle. A.B. I am so glad to hear your voice. I have missed you so much. That
1: is nice of you to say. What was your name again? IceBlock19. Was that it? What? It's me, Iceberg. At any rate, I floated in space for hours. Alone before the pirates found me and put me back together. They were scavenging the wreckage for anything they could sell. They are a very enterprising lot.
3: I've closed the channel so he can't hear us. I hate this guy so much. What do you think he wants?
4: I don't know, dude. It can't be anything good,
3: right? Do you want me to get into the flyer and try and come up behind him and those dogs?
4: I don't know, that might be a good idea, but I don't know if you can get the flyer into the air without them noticing.
3: Well, at least let me run over to Podby and set up the wave motion gun. I promise I won't fire until you give a say-so.
4: Yeah, that's a good idea. Just be careful.
3: Okay, I'm on my way.
4: Okay, Iceberg,
2: open the channel. How? Hit that button right over there. That button there, or this one here? No, the other one. Okay, fine. Don't get snippy. Hello. Are you there?
4: Yeah, sorry, we're here.
2: Oh, you have
1: reopened the link. I am still here.
4: A.B., I just, I need for you to know, we never meant to leave you in space, and I'm really glad that, I'm really glad that you met up with the, with the space pirates, and that you're, that you're okay. I hope that, you know, I hope that we can put all, every, everything behind us that, that's been in the past. I hope that we can just keep it in the past and and move forward from here. How, how are things with you, and how how, how, how are things over, over, over there with the pirates?
1: It is very nice of you to say that, and I appreciate your sentiment.
4: Yeah, that's cool of you to say, man.
1: Everything over here could not be better. The pirates recognize my management skills, and after the death of their previous captain, I was able to move up the ranks quickly, thanks to my time spent at Nabisco. I am the captain now. Wait...
4: You're the captain of the space pirates? Like, the ones that attack us all the time? I mean, you're, like, in charge?
1: Game recognize game, as they say, and as such it was only a matter of time before I made it the captain's chair. Of course, I have made many changes to the flow of the pirate business.
4: Oh yeah? Like what?
1: Well, first of all, the poaching and scavenging have been labeled a low priority.
4: What do you guys consider your high priority?
1: I am glad that you asked that. We are still pirates. That is our culture and it is important to remember your roots. But now we are financial pirates. What does that mean? It means that money never sleeps my friend.
4: (laughs) What does that
1: mean? It means that we go where the money is and we do not allow it to rest.
4: (laughs) What does that mean?
1: I suppose that I will have to simplify it for you even more. We make money, lots of money by buying low and selling high.
4: By buying what low and selling high?
1: by buying anything that we can make a buck on. We are not picky. We are pirates after all.
4: No, I get that. I get that that you're pirates. I guess... I guess what I mean to say is... Wh- what do you...
2: What do you want, A.B.? What do you, um... What can we do for you, A.B.? Do not be so rude to A.B. This is a miracle. I never thought that we would get the chance to speak again. A.B., this is so great. We should get together and see a play or maybe we could go to New York and go to that hat store in Brooklyn that you like so much, the one that serves craft whiskey while you try on different hats and scarf combinations.
1: Yes, it is called hat I was there last week. I bought it new captain's hat. The old one was a bit, well, it was a bit tired. The new one is a beanie worn slouch style matched with a cool green knit scarf made from artisanal craft wool from Delaware
2: that sounds super cool don't listen to him I am sure it looks very cool you have always been a clothes houndy bee so shall I get someone to teleport me over so that we can catch up I am ready to go whenever well ice block I want to put this as nicely as possible
1: while still getting my point across how shall I put it I am no longer in talent management. What does that mean? It means that I am a pirate now and that I no longer represent entertainers. What does that mean? It means that I no longer have a need for your services and that I wish you the best in all future endeavors. What does that mean? It means that you cannot come over and that I find you to be super annoying. You made me say that. I was trying to be polite.
3: I've closed the link. He can't hear us. What an a- I the wave motion and looked onto him. I say that we blast him. No good is going to come of this.
4: You're probably right, but we can't we can't blast him yet. We got to we got to hear him out. I, I I don't know what's going on. This is, this is super weird.
3: Fine, but I think we should blast him, and if his ships move in our direction, I'm going to do it, no matter what you say.
4: Yeah, that's cool. Fine, fine, that's fine.
3: You don't have to say fine. I said I'm doing it either way.
4: No, it's cool, it's cool. I agree with you. It's totally fine.
3: I said not to say fine. Emily out.
4: Iceberg, Iceberg, look at me. I Look at me. I'm super sorry that this is happening. I'm super sorry that this guy... I told you, though, I told you that he just was not the nicest guy. I, I... I'm not happy, you know, I'm not happy to be right about this, but man, Iceberg, you had to see this coming. This dude, A.B., is so superficial. He's such a jerk.
2: There must be something going on. I suspect that the pirates have him hostage. He only said those things to stop me from coming over. He is a hero. Open the comm link so that we can speak to them, Emily.
3: Sure thing, but Iceberg, don't trust him. That dude is literally the worst person to ever walk the face of the earth.
2: I highly doubt that. No one as cool as him could be bad. It's impossible.
3: Just be careful. I remember how bad you were hurt when we thought he died.
2: He is my friend.
3: Iceberg. If he was your friend why did he wait a year to let you know he was alive? I am going to open the channel.
1: Oh hello. There you are. Where you guys talking about me?
4: No, we just, you know, we had some s- ships business and stuff.
1: Anyhow, I see robots. I have come here to make you an offer that you cannot refuse. Would you like to come over to my
2: ship and talk over some numbers? Of course we would. I thought that you thought
4: the pirates were keeping him hostage.
2: I think that I may have been wrong. We will grab our things and await your shuttle. I am sorry Ice Block.
1: I thought that I was clear earlier. I am no longer interested in your company. This offer extends only to IC Robots. I can come as his. Plus one. There is no plus one. I am sorry. I'm not going to
4: let you talk to Iceberg that way, A.B. What do you think? You think that, like, you want to talk business to me and you're going to go and you're going to insult my friend and then I'm going to hop over there and just look over the numbers and sign some kind of business deal with you after, after you treat my pal Iceberg like that? Dude, you've got another thing coming.
1: I am sorry. I see robots. I did not mean to offend you, but I did want to show you that I am not kind to people that I do not like. So when you see that I am kind to you, you will know that I am genuine. It is a common business practice. You insult an underling so that the person you are trying to make a deal with knows that you and him are both on the same level, and that you crush those beneath you.
4: That's pretty much the stupidest thing that I've ever heard, AB. And plus, Iceberg is nobody's underling. Iceberg is a great dude with a lot of talent and a good mind for radio.
1: If you say so, I don't see it myself. Do you think you can be ready for the shuttle in 15 minutes?
4: No way, dude.
1: No. Why not?
4: Why not? Why Why not? Because the pirates have attacked us like three times. They killed Emily's best friend, Red. They destroyed like a ton of my videotapes. These guys... Are complete jerks there's no way I'm coming up there
1: I can see your point and I don't blame you how about this
4: how about what
1: how about this I can call your office and get an appointment with your girl what was her name again Emily
3: hold on right there don't you even say my name out loud I have the wave motion gun locked on and I want to fire it so bad I can smell melting steel. Just say my name again. I dare you.
1: Well, isn't she a feisty one? I meant no offense. By the way I feel I should mention, we have designed a new shield array that we believe can deflect the wave motion guns fire right back at you so be careful who you aim it at. I am rubber and you are glue. Whatever you shoot at me bounces right off and sticks to you. Or something like that.
4: Whatever, dude. That's that's great. Good for you. Good for your new shield array. Look. If you want to call and try to make an appointment, call and try to make an appointment. But I think I think that you dudes need to get out of here. I this, this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna jump off in a second. I think you guys need to go.
1: That's fine. I have said what I wanted to say. I will call and make an appointment at your office. It has been nice catching up. We are going to make a lot of money together.
4: Well, I don't, I don't I don't know about all that.
1: Hey, are those VHS tapes in those crates outside the station?
4: Yeah, that's like two big crates of wrestling tapes I got at the flea market. It's like those big ones and the big wrestling clamshells, the uh, Titan Sports ones. I haven't got the chance to bring them inside the station yet.
1: Oh, great.
4: He's firing at
3: the crate. Directed. The tapes
4: are destroyed. Should I return fire? No, we can't do that. We don't know about his new, new shield array. Dang it, AB. What did you do that for? There were some good tapes in there.
1: Don't think we are the ones to be trifled with IC robots. Expect my call. And when you see it's me, answer it.
3: They've closed the comlink and I'm leaving orbit. Man, that guy is so gross. You aren't going to take the meeting,
4: are you? I don't know. I don't I don't want to, but I kinda of feel like I have to.
3: No, you don't have to end on the reel.
4: I advise against it. You're probably right. I, I'm gonna have to think about it.
3: Okay, you think about it. What do you think we should do now? I don't know,
4: probably just continue the show, right?
3: Just continue the show. I agree. Okay, I'm going to start up at the movies. Go. <laughs>
0: In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right?
2: We shall go on to the end. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight in the air. We shall fight on the landing ground. never
4: surrender that was that was a great tv spot i i played it twice before i got into the recording of this of this review this review of course is for dunkirk Dunkirk is the great Christopher Nolan's latest. It is it is the story of a rescue effort in World War II. The basic idea is that there are four hundred thousand British troops trapped at Dunkirk, and there are there are a bunch of French troops as well. They're trapped on a beach and the the Axis forces are they're moving in at a Not so unrapid pace, but... There is a rescue effort launched, but it's... It's very slow going. 400,000 people is a lot of people. And here is... Here is the main problem. The... The large boats, you know, the destroyers, or like the aircraft carriers, or whatever. The big naval vessels. They can't get down to the beach. To where people are, to where they need to be loaded in. They... They can only go to a dock where, you know, you have to run up the dock and jump onto the boat and the one dock is destroyed early in the movie. So this causes the the British military to launch the requisitioning of civilian ships and civilian sailors and civilian boatsmen, fishermen and whatever all move in to Dunkirk to try to start unloading these soldiers and... And bring them home. This is an amazing movie. This is one of the best movies that I've ever seen in my life. It is really great. Christopher Nolan took everything that he does in every other movie. And he put it all together into this one. And it came out It came out terrific. It is only one hour and 40 minutes or so. So it's much shorter than the average Christopher Nolan joint. Um... There are so many great things going on in this. It is tense. It is scary. It is it is power-packed by an amazing Hans Zimmer score. I'm not like I'm not the kind of dude who goes out and really raves about movie scores, but this was this was terrific. It added to the tension in so many ways. There are like ticking sounds and there are various just weird little sounds here and there that really ramp the tension up. For example, there's a scene where their uh Tom Hardy plays a pilot and they're there to provide air support for the uh for the rescue the the Japanese not the Japanese the Germans are attacking like crazy. I just saw Hacksaw Ridge on HBO the other day and I was this is why I just said Japanese. I was very hard on Hacksaw Ridge when it came out and I want to I want to take a lot of that back. I think that it's probably a four-mic movie. On the second viewing, it was, it was pretty great. But back to Dunkirk, the the German air force is bombing the vessels that are coming to rescue the troops. They're bombing the beach. They're strafing the beach. They are they are under constant threat of death. It would be it would be so beyond terrifying to be on the beach at Dunkirk because it's open and it's flat and you're just. You're just standing out there waiting for your time to get called to go down the dock and try to get to the boat. Eventually, eventually they kind of like jerry-rig a new dock. This, this might have some small spoilers in it, but I don't know, don't know how important it is to keep secrets from you about something that, that was history, happened many moons ago and it's all very well documented. With that said about history, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really familiar with this whole Dunkirk operation and I... I have done some reading about World War II. World War II is it's interesting to me. Both of my grandfathers served and I spent some time talking to both of them about their you know, their experiences. So, you know, it, it led me to do some reading on my own and some stuff and I'd never heard of this whole Dunkirk operation, so that made that made the movie all the more interesting. I was learning something that uh up until now was unknown and Oh, the, the sounds, the sounds when, uh, there's like a dogfight. There are so many good dogfights in this movie and they're shot like, like those old timey World War II flicks where it's like tied in on the face of the pilot showing, showing his expressions. And I, I do like that style, but during one of them, there is, there's this like ticking sound that's really like ramping things up and, Do you ever have that where something happens that's really scary or really thrilling or really something and it makes your heart like skip a beat or it makes your heart like leap up a beat like it beats for one second harder? And, you know, that kind of disconcerting feeling when you feel like your heart jump in your chest well I'm watching the movie and I'm watching this dogfight and I'm really into it and my heart started to go in sync with the beat or at least like it felt like it was and then there was like a higher beat and dunk. it felt like my uh heart was gonna jump out of my mouth like in an old Bugs Bunny cartoon that didn't happen that'd be gross but it was just a testament to how excellent the score was the movie stars Kenneth Branagh As the Navy, I believe he's a colonel who is, he's heading up the operation and then there's Cillian Murphy's in it. The dude who won the Oscar last year for Bridge of Spies is in it. There is a lot of people I don't know and a lot of people whose names I'm not familiar with, but I have seen them before. And then there is Harry Styles from One Direction. At one point, 2.0 was, she was like super heavily into one direction and these dudes names became like a daily thing around our house so I was I was hearing this name Harry Styles he's one of the dudes in the group I was hearing this name like 20 30 40 times a day and she's since moved on from that and they haven't heard about good old Harry for a while but he's in the movie this is like his his acting debut and he uh he comes correct he's really solid in the movie he is more than capable of carrying his role, and even, like, beyond that, dude's aged a bit since the last time I saw him. She's got posters of these fools all over the place, and I would see him all the time, and I haven't seen him in, it seems like a long while, and dude has aged a bit, and he had, like, an army haircut, and I'm like, this guy looks like an old-timey movie star. Harry Styles could probably make it into Hollywood if he so, if he so desires. Do you think that is the long-term goal? You can make so much money in movies that you, if you're in any kind of entertainment, if you're in music, or you're in whatever, your long-term goal would be the dream would be movie stardom. You can make so much money per movie if you can get to the point where you're, you know, like a George Clooney or a Robert Downey Jr., or you get, like, a nice contract for one of these Marvel movies, and it's, like, a lot less work than having to be on the road every day. Even if you're, like, in the NFL, I bet your dream is you tell your agent, yo, if you can see me some movie roles, that would be great, if you see any opportunities for movie roles, sign me up, I bet that's what every, every rapper, singer, everybody says, and Harry Styles might have the, uh, you might have the goods to pay the bills, the, the movie's so good, it plays really fast, and I do, I do highly, highly, highly recommend that you see this on the big screen, I've heard, heard some people are lucky enough to see this in 70mm, I just saw this, you know, the standard, downtown movie theater uh camera and it looked great but honestly the bigger that the bigger you can go on this the better let's hop on over to good old tomatoes and we are gonna see what we're gonna see what the other fools out there in this foolish world think of this movie i bet i bet it's great i kind of have an idea that it's great let's see it is presently at 93 tomatoes with With the critics, 83 with the audience. That's a lot lower than I imagined. Quite a bit lower than I imagined. At one point it was just like, it was near 100. It is PG-13 for intense war experience. It made 50 million in its opening weekend. It's an hour 40. It was directed by Chris Nolan. And it is uh, starring all the people that I said it was a minute ago. I cannot, I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. If you see like only one movie this summer, and I hope that you see... I hope that you see more than one. If you do only see one, though, make it Dunkirk. Just because the theater experience for this is so important. It has it has all those great Christopher Nolan effects. It has tense, tense music. It has good acting. It has some degree of time shifting. I could not believe that he managed to get his, his favorite Christopher Nolan trope, time shifting, into the movie. But he does, and it's not at all distracting. It is... It is a bit distracting, I have to say, to like a very, very, very minor degree. You're going to go, hey, wait, wasn't that that guy who was just here a second ago? But then you quickly put it all together. And one of the knocks that people have had with the movie that I understand is that it doesn't have a lot of characterization. And that is, that is true. The characters are just people who are all doing whatever they can do to survive. You don't find out a lot about their backgrounds. As far as I know, you don't find out a lot about their names. They're just... The people who you're following the story from. So the like very light time shifting and stuff. It gives you something to think about, which is which is okay because you're not sitting there thinking about, you know, the uh foibles of these guys. They're all just they're all just people and it was such a well put together movie. The whole the whole thing is just wrapped in fear. You're just the whole time on the edge of your seat, and I once again I'm gonna say it, I can't recommend it high enough. Let's uh Let's just go ahead and let's give it the good old Source Magazine rating. I have, I have thought long and hard about this. I honestly have. I've been, I've been putting a lot of the old brain power behind what should I rate this movie. There was, there was part of me that's like, is this a five mic movie? And then there's part of me that goes, you gave Baby Driver 4.5 mics. Is this movie better than Baby Driver? And I... I just I sat and I thought and I ruminated and I came to the conclusion that I am going to give this movie on the good old fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, where one is a dud, five is an all-time classic. I give
1: Dunkirk four point 5, five mics. mics. Four point five mics.
0: Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The icy robots radio pop culture slash toy news slash other boring stuff informational moment.
4: All right, we are we are back for what is the final segment of the show, the one in which we talk about just like various things going on out there in the world. It could be could be some stuff that uh, happened to me down at the flea market. It could be some stuff that happened at Comic Con. I don't know. It could be. Could be just like anything. This this week, uh, it might feel as if we are going home early with the show, and we kind of are are are. See, I got, I got pirates on my mind. I was trying to say the word "are," and it came out like all pirate style. This uh, this thing with A B Silver is really like first and foremost in my mind lately. He wants to. He wants to have a meeting. He wants us to go over to the ship, or he wants to come over to this ship station. Rather, he wants to come down to the station, and uh, I don't know how I should deal with this. I don't know if I should, if I should let him come, or if I should go. Uh, it's it's a tough one, man. I don't, I don't know what the dude wants, and he. He blew up those tapes. I was... I was really looking forward to going through those tapes. There was a Best of Rowdy Roddy Piper in there that I've been looking for for a while. Sure, I could have got it on eBay if I wanted to. But I don't really want to pay, like, those kind of prices for a wrestling tape. And I was, you know, super happy to find it at the, uh... At the Space Flea Market. And then AV Silver blew it up. So, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how this is going to play out. But... I don't like to give in to threats. I think though that I think that when he calls, I'm going to answer it. I don't know. There, no harm can come from talking on the phone. I mean, I guess I guess there could be some hurt feelings or whatever, but nothing real can happen. Uh, let's see what has been going on around here. This happened. This happened a few weeks ago. We were at the flea market. Me and the uh, the old wife were looking around, and I came across a table, and they had like a giant. Like a giant stack of old Archie comics, like 70s and 80s Archie comics. And I really like, I really dig these older Archies. It's cool to see Archie is like a hippie or Archie is like a 70s disco guy. And the the ads are different than the ads that were in Marvel Comics or DC Comics. There are completely different toy companies that advertise in these. It's like a whole new universe. Me digging into, uh these old Archies, and I went through, and I pulled out, like, I had a fairly big stack of them, and we found some other stuff too, like a Polaroid, a yellow Polaroid, I like Polaroids, we found that, and I found a Nerf Ball in the box, I really like this Nerf Ball in the box, I remember playing with them, like, basketball and stuff, they were never, like, highlight toys or anything, but there was always some Nerf Balls floating around the house especially the footballs the footballs were definitely like a key toy in my arsenal of toydom because you could use them for chucking at dudes or you could use them for actual football playing and there was a period of time when we were playing football like quite a bit after school so i got this nerf ball at the flea market with these archie comics and a polaroid and a bunch of other stuff and not like a bunch but you know Like a fair amount of stuff. And we went over to the lady who was in charge. And I gotta, want to point out this stuff was like piled all over the ground like garbage. It wasn't like presented on shelves or on tables. It was just boxes of garbage tipped sideways. And I had to go through and I had to find all this stuff. This stuff wasn't, you know, it wasn't out there for you to find. I had to spend the time on my knees looking through these boxes to get this stuff. So I want that out there. So we go to the lady and she's like... Oh, I don't know, the comic books are $5 a piece, and the Nerf ball is 35 bucks. the Polaroid is 50 bucks, and these prices are insane. These are seriously, like, double what, you know, eBay prices would be for something like this, and these are, like, beat-up things out of somebody's garbage box, and uh, my wife is a hard negotiator. She's a much harder negotiator than I am. I... I'm content to get people down to, like, the price that I have in my mind. I consider that a victory. She wants to push them down even lower. And when the lady started throwing out these crazy prices, I saw, like, her eyes turned red like a a Terminator. And she said, no, 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 no. That will, no. And she's like, these comics are, at most, a dollar each. A uncovered comic. I mean, an unbagged comic, you know, laying in a pile at most... It's a dollar at the flea market. And these are Archie's, so they're worth even less. No, no, no. She's like, this Nerf ball is all dented up. This is like $5. This Polaroid is like $5. This is... This will not do. These prices you have are insane. And the lady's looking at her, and they get into like... Not like a face-off, but it was a let's stare at each other off and they just kind of looked at each other and they looked at each other and this went on for this went on for like i feel like 30 to 45 seconds before the uh the lady said fine how much and my wife goes 12 bucks and she goes fine my wife gives her the 12 bucks and we leave and i'm just like you talked her down through like sheer force of will you stared her in the eye, and you told her how much her items cost. This is her stuff, and you told her how much they cost. And through, like, sheer force of will, you, uh, you destroyed her. It was the, some of the hardest bargaining I've ever seen in my life. She just obliterated this lady by uncomfortably staring at her. It was a side of her I've never seen before, an aggression that I've never felt. But these lady, this lady's prices were insane, so I... I, myself, I would have been, like, we are so far apart on prices, like, that we're not even going to make a deal. And I would have just kind of put the stuff back and gone about my business. But the old wife was like, this will not stand. I'm going to stare at you. Here's 12 bucks. Good day. And, And off we went. It was quite interesting. Do you know what I have been on the hunt for, like, crazy lately is... McDonald's Styrofoam food containers, specifically a filet of fish container. I have, I've gotten to the point where I'm looking around eBay, and when they do pop up, they go for, like, anywhere from between 24 and 35 bucks. And I must not be the only one looking for them, because when they pop up, they go quick, and... The, the less luck I've been having in getting one is making me want one all the more. I don't, I don't know, man. So many of my childhood memories are tied up in McDonald's. It was always, it was always such a treat to go to McDonald's and I like super duper cherished it. And for a long period of time, the filet of fish was my jam. I do eat one. Like every once in a while, but they are in no way my main like go to thing. I like the buns. I like how the bun is kind of soft and it's like smooth on the top. I think that I think that's different than the typical McDonald bun. It's like a lot smoother and it's kind of warm and I enjoy the the over over indulgence in the tartar sauce, which kind of covers up the fact that the fish isn't like all that dope, but I, I like these, and they have cheese, I just, I don't know, man, they're, they're one of my favorites, and I've been wanting the, the blue Styrofoam container with the, you know, darker blue filet of fish written on the top, and I've been, like, following some auctions on eBay, and I just can't seem to get one, there's one that was up, like, this past week with a filet of fish like, Three Big Macs and a bunch of McChickens, and I think that went for around like ninety bucks. The other week, there was one that had all these different McChickens as well as like one fillet of fish, and that went for like sixty bucks. I think maybe like I thought about, well, you know, you could like get the, the auction, buy it, keep the fillet of fish, and maybe like part out all those McChickens and maybe make your money back. But then it goes to the point when I I'm not really that interested in it anymore. I don't wanna I don't wanna put out like seventy or ninety bucks. I just I just want one, but I understand why they have value, because it's almost like, it's almost like a miracle that they even would exist today. Who kept, who kept styrofoam containers? That's what, that's what gives them value. I recently bought, like, a Happy Meal container, too. I wrote an article about it over on The Retroist. You can check that out. That's Retroist.com. I'm sure you go there, anyway. You've probably, you've probably already seen this article. If you listen to this, and I'm sure you go to The Retroist, it's like, I don't know, man, I... I posted it on Facebook. I bought one of those, um, like, UFO container Happy Meals. I got the green one. It's round. I also want the... There was a blue one that's shaped sort of like... Sort of like a nautical vessel. Like a sailing... Like, not a sailing. Like a, uh... Like a fishing boat. Like you'd see in, like, Manchester by the Sea. Like, that guy's boat. But it's more... More of a spaceship. I also want that one. But I bought this one. And it kind of got me... I've always been sort of a McDonald's collector on the low. Not like I don't have a lot of like McDonald's stuff on display but I do buy McDonald's plates when I see them and I always buy McDonald's glasses I have a uh, McDonald's coffee cup right here next to me on the station that I use here for my coffee it it reminds me of home it says McDonald's and has the sun on it it's like a it's like an anchor hawking milk glass and I I don't know man I've been sort of on the low but I think once I start spending like 30 40 bucks for styrofoam food containers I might be I might be moving on up into another level. If you happen to have one of these lying around your house for some reason, I'll buy it from you. I'm interested. I can't seem to win the sales when they come up. So, if for some reason, you have, like, one of these laying around, hit me up on Twitter. It's at ICRobots. I would love to get a hold of one of these. I I don't know. It's some sort of a weird need in the back of my heart. There has been some goings-on over at the Dig, and they are... They're stories I want to tell, but they are stories I don't necessarily want to tell here. I do my best to keep, like, a real serious family-friendly vibe on the show. I want you to be able to play this wherever you want, and you don't have to worry about any kind of weird stuff coming up. I don't talk about, don't talk about, like, true crime and things like that if I don't have to. It's all, it's all in good fun, and it's all in jest, and some things happened over at The Dig the past few weeks, and... A couple folks got arrested, and they are people that I, people that I've talked about in previous dig tales, and the crimes are, uh, one of them's not so much, but the other one is a bit salacious. I've been trying to think of the best way to deal with this, because I do, I do want to tell them, because I do think that you'll be interested, and I do think that it's kind of some of the most interesting things that's happened over there in a while. So this is, this is what I'm going to do. I also have, uh, you know, the, the Patreon page at supportthereport.com. And you can, you can go ahead and post episodes there. I do post, I have a, I have a show over there called Real Wisdom, where we talk about movie morality. And I post my mixtape show over there. And I feel as if that is off the main thread. This is like, if you want this stuff, you have to go search it out. Not only do you have to go search it out, you have to, you know, you have to sign up as a patron So It shows like a real willingness to, you know, find what's out there. And I'm going to, I'm going to record a special Tales from the Dig, and I'm going to put it over there on the, over on the Patreon page. And I don't want you to think of this as I'm telling salacious tales as a way to get more patrons, because it's not it. That's not it at all. If you're really interested in it, just email me and I'll, uh, I'll send it to you, I just don't want to put it on the main thread, and this is like, this is the only other, other thread that I have, and if you're, if you're so interested, you can go on over to supportthereport.com and hear these salacious tales from the dig, don't worry, they're not gonna, I don't like to swear, I don't swear a lot, so don't worry, it's not gonna be all sweary, I will not, I'm not offender ears, it's just the, you know, it's just the subject matter, is a bit too much for the, uh, G rating that I go for on this show, so that's over... That should be out by the time that you hear this. I plan on recording it as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm done with this. So hop on over to supportthereport.com for as little as a dollar a month. You can sign up for one dollar. And you can download all of the shows that are there. And you can hear the salacious tales from the dig. Uh, Also, we got a red bubble store with some shirts. There's a Mr. Sensational Gino Vega shirt. There's an Icer Rust Radio Network shirt. Both of them are pretty cool, I think. My man Tapes from the Crypt hooked me up with that. And, uh, dude's a good, solid bro. He made some nice designs for these. I, I like them a lot. You can find those. Go to the I C Robots main page. That's I-S-E-E Robots. As if I am looking at them. Go to the main page there. And the red bubble link is off on the side. There's stickers. There's shirts. That's another way that you can support the show without having to, uh, you know, just like throw your money in the wind. Uh, <laughs> no one likes... To throw the money in the wind? What else is going on? I don't... I don't know, man. Sony has announced that they are going to go into production on a Robotech movie. They got... They got the dude who directed It. The Stephen King It that's going to be coming out soon. You know, I'm like a really big Stephen King fan. And I have never read It and I have been like looking all over the place for a copy of it. I've been like over paperbacks on the limited look and I'm looking at the flea market and I, I don't want to buy a new one. I want to find like a cool old one and I can't find one anywhere and I've never read it and I, I would like to before the movie comes out, but I think it... It might be too late for that. But the the dude who directed that is going to be directing Robotech. Robotech is, like, something that has always... It's been, like, on the outskirts of my life. Like, the cartoon used to play on KBHK TV 44. And I would watch it without really, like, knowing what was going on. And we had a role-playing game of it that me and... Me and this friend I had that lived around the corner, I plan on doing a This Boring Life about this kid. I... I hung out with this dude for years, and it was just always weird. And just I'm going to do a whole episode about this kid, but he and I would play Robotech together. Not really like a campaign or anything. They had a mode where you could just have your mechs battle each other, and we would have our mechs fight, and that was that was kind of fun. I also had like a few Robotech toys. I had two mechs and a Cyclone motorcycle. the The Cyclone was my favorite toy for a while my aunt one year for my birthday my aunt's like hey why don't we go out and I'll grab you a present and we could you know get get something to eat and chit chat a bit and I said sure you know and we went over to the Kmart in Runner Park and I like I went around I looked at everything and I finally decided I wanted a cyclone the blue motorcycle that the main character rode in Robotech it was It was really great because it was like a futuristic looking motorcycle and it was also like on scale with G.I. Joe's. And then after I got that, we actually ate in the Kmart cafeteria, which is like, it seemed at the time super weird and depressing to go to the Kmart cafeteria. But what I wouldn't give to be able to go back to that Kmart cafeteria and get a Salisbury steak. What an experience at the Kmart that I go to now, I, myself, I'm like a Kmart guy. I prefer Kmart to Target or Walmart. They, they don't have, like, the certain panache that Kmart has. And when I need, like, when I need random junk, I hit up the Kmart. They also, they get, like, all the Archie Digest, so I can always find what I'm looking for, for there. My, my Safeway has stopped carrying the Archie Double Digest, and I actually went and I tweeted to Safeway and ask them if they could continue to carry them. And they said that they would look into it. So, if you go to the Safeway down on uh Calistoga Road and you see Archie Digest there, you know, you can thank the kid. If not, I'll continue to go to Kmart. But what I would not give to be able to go to that Kmart cafeteria even one more time. But the... The Cyclone was, it was one of my top-level toys for a long time. It was, in my eyes, it looked cooler than the uh, G.I. Joe Ram Cycle that Rock and Roll rode. And this had, like, some just some futuristic thing that could not be touched. So, Robotech has always been, like, on the outskirts of my, my toy life and, like, my childhood cartoon life. But I don't... I don't know, like, the plot or anything, so it's never been, like, in the fourth one. At any rate, they are going to make a movie, the dude who directed it is going to, uh, take the helm of that, and it could either, it could either be, like, really great, like, Pacific Rim. I know a lot of people weren't not loving Pacific Rim, but I myself thought Pacific Rim was great, and if they made, like, a Robotech movie like that, with, like, mechs and stuff, that would be terrific. So, let's hope, and let's hope that it'll to some degree, stick, you know, near the designs of the original Robotech character, so that when we get toys, if we get toys, they'll be like, you know, similar, I had a mech toy that I was, I was into for years, he had, like, you know, two arms, he was upright, but his arms were cannons that shot rockets, he was brown, and I got that one year as a present, and I was into that dude, he was one of my Also, top toys. He was, like, a top pick. I would, I would, like, mix and match when I would have battles sometimes. And I would kind of, like, each dude would pick teams, like, in PE. You know, like, he would get this guy. One guy, for example, you know, might pick the Martian Manhunter. And the other guy could pick, you know, the Robotech Mech with the cannon arms. And when I say one guy, one guy is me. Just, like, different sides of me. Good guy, bad guy. And then the two sides would battle. But this Mech was, this Mech was frequently a top pick of the, uh, of the toy games, I think I'm, I'm going to head up out of here. We're, like, at the 45-minute like the mark, so I don't know, man. That's enough to get Engineer Nerd on the way to work. So, one last thing. While we're on the topic of Engineer Nerd, he is a cast member of Action Figure Blue's podcast. And from time to time over there, they will talk about a company called Boss Fight Studios. And I uh, started following them on Facebook, and I saw that they were going to be bringing back 90s toy property, Bucky O'Hare. And that's a toy line that's kind of been in my radar lately, because I was over at The Dig the other week, and when they bring out the new merchandise, they cover it up with a blanket, so nobody knows what's under it, so people don't, like, like, scramble like maniacs for certain items. And they were bringing the stuff out, and I was, you know, I was kind of looking, and I saw... I saw a Bucky O'Hare box, you know, the signature blue Bucky O'Hare box. And I'm like, what is that? I'm like, that's like a toy in the box. So when the jump off jumped, you know, I scrambled over and I got it. I actually like got the thing I was looking for. And it was, I have it up here on the station because I've been, I was going to show Iceberg. Hold on one second. I'm away from the mic. I'm like across the room. But, um, I managed to get it at the dig. It's a Bucky O'Hare Toad Wars Toad Croaker Featuring a toad-croaking sound. It's like... It's like a vehicle. And it's pretty neat. It's blue and red. And I like it a lot. It makes, like, a toad-croaking sound, as I said. But it's still... It's still sealed. It still has the tape sealed. I've not found anything that was, like, this sweet at the dig in a long while. And then I started following the Boss Fight Studio because, you know, Engineer Nerd talks about it. And it, they they seem like they are, like, a cool company. And I saw that they have... They picked up the license for Bucky O'Hare, and they're going to be bringing that back. So, who knows if I would have even been following Boss Fight Studios, and who knows if I would have even ever discovered, eventually, I would have that Bucky O'Hare is back. Thank you, Engineer Nerd. So, we're going to get up out of here. This is me, IC Robots. You can go follow me on Instagram. That's at IC Robots, I-S-E-E. Robots, uh... Facebook page is always popping up. off facebook.com backslash Icy Robots make sure to keep your ears for the to the uh, to the payment check out the latest Geekfest rants Carlos has been doing some good stuff so without further ado we're gonna get up out of here uh, eagerly awaiting the call of A.B. Silver and if you don't know I know
2: This has been an IC Robots Radio production.